With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, look who's here to join us. Might be a swan song. He's Rick Stroud, covers the Buccaneers for the Tampa Bay Times, host of Sports Day Tampa Bay podcast. Oh, the memories, Rick. Where did they go? Where did they? Okay. Um, Are you you 100% certain Tom Brady is 100% retiring? Oh, you believed him, huh? Are you the guy? (laughs) Yeah. Call me in 39 days. (laughs) Like last year, February 1st, February 1st again. Started, started free. No, I I actually do believe him this time because, because I want to believe him. I so badly want to believe him in the sense that um, we've been through this, right? And, and I think it, you know, if you were around as I was, as the people that cover this team or people who coached this team last year, it took an enormous toll on him mentally, right? Like this was not Tom Brady. This was not how Tom Brady prepares. Um, he had, you know, had become a single dad when he was with his children. Um, you know, the team wasn't very good in the areas it needed to be for him. And and I just think that, you know, if he was going to play again, then the, the best chance for him was to play back in Tampa. I mean, you know, it sounds great. Uh, go out to California or Las Vegas or something like that. Just wasn't going to work for his personal life. And it does work here in Tampa for him from a logistics standpoint. He had done it. So, uh, you know, if you look at where they're at as a football team, $55 million over the cap, uh, a lot of free agents, all of that. I just don't think he felt confident that it would it would go much better. And, and, and I think he's at peace with his decision. How big of a surprise was this locally in Tampa? I think the timing of it was a surprise. I mean, he had said he was going to take more time and, and actually did it on the very anniversary of his last retirement. Um, they got eliminated a week earlier, so maybe that had something to do with it. Look, the guys, I, people I talked to that are close to him really thought that it was likely he would play again. Um, he absolutely can play. I mean, the guy threw for 15,000 yards in the last three years. It's incredible when you think back. I don't think we 
really give enough credit to what he did coming in here during a pandemic, leaving New England the way he did, not knowing his teammates, you know, getting tossed out of houses that he thought was Byron Leftwich's and Parks and working out with guys and then winning a Super Bowl the first year uh, was just incredible. So uh, they've had an unbelievable run, you know, three playoff appearances, two division titles, more success in three years than they'd had probably in the previous, what, 25. So, um, you know, I really think that uh, we'll look back on this as, uh, as, as a, good, a good run. How did they pull this off? How did Bruce Arians and Brady pull this off to begin with where they surprised everybody? It was like, oh, he's not leaving New England. Wait, he's leaving New England. Wait, he's going to Tampa Bay. And yeah. it pretty much was almost like LeBron going to the Miami Heat. We, we didn't expect it, and then it happened. How did they pull off the surprise? Well, I think that uh, Tom had some, you know, some studying that he had done himself. And, 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 you know, I think staying on the East coast of the United States was important. He has a son in New York. Um, obviously he was married at that time. He wanted to go someplace warm. Uh, that was clear. And, and really, if you looked at the football team, they were ready to win a Super Bowl. I mean, they had a lot of talent and at that time, younger talent, right? Three years ago, uh, the offensive line was, was, had been together for a number of years. And, and no matter what the theories are about Bruce Arians and why he did or didn't coach this season, that Brady, Brady had something to do with that, um, Bruce Arians had coached Peyton Manning. He, and, and Tom likes to be pushed. You know, Bruce held him accountable, maybe a little more than uh, he was used to. Um, but I, I just think it was, a, it was a refreshing change for him. You know, he was able to get out from underneath that Belichickian sort of wall uh, and find his voice and have some fun. He got Gronk to come with him. You know, the, the Brett guys were together again. I mean, it was an unbelievable time, and, and uh, he really enjoyed it. And somehow they, they managed to put together a really good football team. They were 7-5 and five and went on a run and won eight in a row. So it wasn't like it was all smooth in the beginning. Um, but, but what a magical time for, uh, for him and for Bucks fans. He said something in his latest retirement uh, video speech where he said he, he wouldn't change anything. And it, and it kind of stood out because of what happened this last year. And I wonder if he needed to go through this to get to this point that he did. He went through an awful lot off the field. Uh, he went through an awful lot on the field, but it's almost like he needed something to say, okay, move on with your life. Now you can, you can walk away from the game. Do you buy into that? I think it's. I think there's something to that. I, I think we all evolve, even at his age. I mean, he's as competitive as hell. And the thing about it is, is that he can still play, and he knows it, right? But I think when you go through what he went through in terms of the divorce, and look, people tell me, you know, second day of training camp, he gets the word that this is happening. Like, not, and I, you know, who knows what goes on in anybody's marriage, but like, he wasn't planning on this. This wasn't something that he thought was going to happen when he went to training camp. So to have to go through a season, um, you just, he also knew this, Dan, he, he can no longer prepare the way he prepares, right? The priorities now become something different uh, when he's by himself with his children. It's not like, hey, you're coming home every night, you see him, you run upstairs and hit hit the projector. Uh, projector, listen to me, it's it's a, you know, not that anymore, obviously, but, um, but I think that his way of preparing wasn't sustainable anymore. I, I just don't think he could put into it mm. all that he requires to do to be Tom Brady. Now, now he's still the most prepared guy if he falls out of bed and plays because of his 23 years. Um, but I, I found I think he found it almost impossible to to prepare the way he wanted to. 
if uh, Tampa brings in Aaron Rodgers, we'll have you back on. But uh, if if you're gonna listen, if, if this is it in Sally Field, Steel Magnolias, <laughs> uh, you know Norma Ray, eighty for Brady. Are you kidding me? Like, hey, I'm honored. I'm honored to be on the show this day. It's amazing. By the way, how are your Buccaneers moving forward? You mentioned the uh, salary cap hell. Uh, let's start at quarterback. Who's who's quarterbacking the Buccaneers next year? Right now, the only guy they have, you know, is Kyle Trask. So we start there. But listen, I, it depends on who they hire as an offensive coordinator. Um, if Todd Munkin were to take this job, I'm not sure why he would want it. But if he took this job and came back, he was in Cleveland one year with Baker Mayfield. Loves the guy. Absolutely loves the guy. So there's some free agents out there mm-hmm. they have to bring in. But right now, they'll offer Blaine Gabbard a chance to come back on a one-year deal. That was the plan if Tom didn't come back. Um, and so it's going to be Kyle and, and I would suspect Blaine, and maybe they'll go after a free agent or something. So you think Baker Mayfield could be, or at least the, there's the possibility Baker Mayfield could be the next quarterback of the Buccaneers? Absolutely. Okay. Um, and I think a lot of it depends on who the coordinator is. But listen, uh, they were looking last year for quarterbacks when they didn't think when Brady was out for those 40 days. Baker was on that list. Um, and, you know, people say, well, what about Jimmy Garoppolo? The only thing about Garoppolo is, not a deep ball thrower. Now, they have Todd Bowles, and they couldn't run it worth a damn last year. So if you're going to bring in Jimmy Garoppolo, you better find a way to run the football, and that's what they couldn't do. Um, so anything's possible right now, um, but the salary cap is real. It's a problem, and uh, I think you're limited as to the kind of quarterback you can pay. Um, but, yeah, absolutely. I think Baker would be, would be in, the, in the crosshairs there. Well, hopefully this isn't goodbye. But until the next time, Rick. But uh, thank you again. You were always available. You always had great insights, and we appreciate it. It's not a funeral, but I'm just, uh, it feels more like a wake, maybe. Just, uh, I, I understand. I wish I had the $375 million golden parachute that Tom does, yeah. but I'm, I'm available anytime, man. Thank you, Rick. Thanks. That's uh, Rick Stroud, covers the Buccaneers, Tampa Bay Times, and uh, host of uh, Sports Day. Tampa Bay podcast. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. 
And it's less filling, only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Mark Sanchez, Fox NFL analyst, former NFL and USC quarterback. Your reaction when you heard that uh, Tom Brady was finally, finally retiring? Yeah, I think uh, same same as last year, but most importantly... I mean, just welcoming him to the team, I guess, for the first time, right? <laughs> um, and I guess thanks for, for ruining the trajectory of my career for the second time, Tom. Wow. You know, I get drafted to the guy's division. Now he's got to come come to Fox and ruin everything here. So I'm just, you know, I can't get away from the guy. So you think you- Obviously, I'm saying that in jest. He's, he's the man. He's the best of all time, and I'm fired up to have him. Uh, that's, that's pretty cool. And, um, hopefully he doesn't get too annoyed with the hazing that we put him through as rookies here at Fox. It's going to be rough for him. Uh, when you faced Brady, that was, didn't he have a nine year window when he didn't win a Super Bowl? Yeah, something like that. He took a little break and then came back <laughs> pretty strong, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> that was like the second round, um, the second hall of fame career kind of thing. So. Do you talk at all? I know you, you've said this before because you were able to play him and, you know, you guys had some success, but do you, do you talk at all pre, you know, prior to the game, pre-game? I know you hug it out after the, after the game, but any conversation at all? Uh, not really. I mean, that dude was like, he was mysterious, right? And um, guys like, you know, Jordan, Kobe, that caliber of player like Tom, when you're at the top of the game, like it was hard to just get video. Like I'd go work out in the off season. There'd be a video online like that. Tom goes and he must've had some device that just shut off cell phone service for like a mile (laughs) radius. Right. Because nobody saw what he did. Nobody talked about what he did. It was just like, he did everything in secret and he wasn't going to give anything away until he started the whole TB 12. Like, Hey, here's the diet. Here's the workout stuff. And he started, you know, guys towards the end of their career, they bring along young guys or they mentor young guys or whatever. But when they're still getting to the mountaintop and kind of establishing themselves, they don't give away anything. Everything's tight to the vest. And um, so, you know, when I'm competing against the guy in New York, dude, you can't, you don't even know. It's like, uh, it's like usual suspects. Kaiser Soze is just like, where is this guy? Who is this guy? You see him all the time, but you don't really. And then he just shows up for the game, and you know it's it's incredible to uh, 
to watch the trajectory of his career in 22 years or whatever it's been, that's a, that's unbelievable. He had three Hall of Fame careers within one career, Mark. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's you know, and people ask all the time, like, what sets him apart? Why is he so different? Why? What? What is it about him? And I think, um, you know, it's this ability he has one to like block out distractions, but two to never get bored. And that's really hard for quarterbacks. Like they get to a certain point and it's like, yeah, I got a guy open in the flat, but I'm going to, you know, I'm going to try and fit this ball in down the field or gosh, this will be my third or fourth touchdown in the game or whatever. Like this dude was just wired different and he had this laser focus. And, uh, you know, I've heard this from coaches. I've heard this from people in military backgrounds. You don't suddenly get to these big games where the stakes are high and, you know, everybody's excited and all that. And there's, there's all this buildup and you don't suddenly become faster, smarter, stronger, quicker, more arm strength, more accurate. Like those things don't just show up on game day, right? You don't rise to any occasion. I'm a firm believer that that is not real. You sink to the level of your training. You become who you've always been in those moments. And who that guy has always been is somebody who's never been bored with the mundane, the footwork, going over his drops, understanding his weight distribution and disassociating his hips and shoulders and chucking the ball downfield consistently. He was a guy who like invented working out in your football pads in the off season. Nobody else did that before him. And, um, you know, that kind of regimen and that kind of dedication to something without getting bored, there's something to that. You're, you're wired a little different to be able to focus like that for that long of a period and sustain success that long. If Brady is the number one quarterback of all time, who's number two? Gosh, it was so funny. People were debating that the other day. And obviously, like, I think there's some sort of algorithm. You can come in. Come here. My little man's getting ready for school. So we have one question for him. Here, come on this side. Quick, quick, quick. Watch. This is unsolicited. Okay. And this is for dinner or no dinner. Okay. Who's better, Tom Brady or Dada? Dada. <laughs> okay, we got dinner tonight. <laughs> that was good conditioning. <laughs> he took um, his time, though. You know, he did ponder. No, I know. I thought he was going to say Tom. <laughs> I thought he was going to say Tom. Way to read the room, buddy. Nice job. Um, All right, so, so who's number yeah. two? Well, you got to – I think there's this algorithm of – like there's a certain amount of points that should be allotted to Super Bowl wins because some of that is you, some of that is the team. Because look at somebody like Ben Roethlisberger. The first Super Bowl, he didn't do as much. He didn't throw a touchdown. Antoine Randall L threw the touchdown. They were built more like we were my rookie year in 2009. Like they were a run-first defensive team. The biggest play Ben made was probably saving the tackle on the fumble for Jerome Bettis. Like that was probably his biggest play. But then later on, Ben Roethlisberger's throwing for 5,000 yards in a season, throwing six touchdown passes in consecutive games. So, like, is Ben up there being, what is he, two and one? Or, yeah, two and one in Super Bowls, I think, or one and one, whatever it is. Where's Terry Bradshaw? Where's Joe Montana? Where's Elway? Went to however many Super Bowls, one, two at the end and left. Where's Peyton Manning? Where's Eli? He went two for two in Super Bowls. So, I think Super Bowls are something. I think all pros are something. I think um, the uh, MVP category, because then where do you go with Aaron Rodgers? He's, you know, he's only been to one, but he won it. Then where's Roger Staubach? You know, so, oh, God, it's, I, I mean, 
Tom's one for sure. And then where do you put a guy like Patrick Mahomes, who's like already on this crazy trajectory? He's about to, if he wins, he's two and one in Super Bowls, which is better than a bunch of guys. He's already been to multiple championship games. That's all he knows, either the championship game loss or a Super Bowl. Like, where does that guy fit? You know, and it's only six years in. So is he a top 10 quarterback I, I, of all time right now? Who? Mahomes? Mahomes? I think 10 is probably fair only because it's such a small sample size, right? Like if he never, if he wins this Super Bowl and never played another down, he's got to be top 10. But if I, I think, if I said ability, the, oh, just now, pure, now I, I was changing the question to now, if I just said pure ability playing the position, because, because, you know, Brady's not necessarily number one. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say he's. The most yeah, talented quarterback all, of all time is who? Oof. I'd still say Rodgers is right there. I'd still say Mahomes is probably right there. But they're part of this new style of game. That El- Elway would be in there, too, for me. No doubt, because of the way he could throw it, almost like these guys in a world where they didn't throw it like this. Yeah. But um, ability-wise, shoot. I mean, you're not – dudes who could just straight sling the rock. Where's Marino? Where's uh, – Philip Rivers, where's, um, you know, Brett Favre, um, God, like dudes who could just flat out launch it, throw it literally like through someone's body into the guy they want. Like those guys are, there's only a few, a few of those guys that come around, um, you know, every few years and they are like, you know, the ball just jumps out of their hand. Looks like a jugs machine. You know, that's those. That's some special talent. He's Mark Sanchez, Fox NFL analyst, former quarterback, of course. Help me understand what Sean Payton's role will be in particular, specifically Ooh. with Russell Wilson. Like, yeah, I, th- I keep I hearing he's going to fix him. What is going to be fixed? Well, fix is, um, you know, I, I didn't look at his final rankings this year where Russ was. I'm sure you guys have a better idea of that. Um, but like, if you do this case study, obviously the last two seasons for Russ have probably been his worst, but I think there's plenty to learn from those situations and he has plenty to fall back on from his prior success. I think one of the huge things for coach Payton to figure out, and, uh, we're actually supposed to do this Super Bowl show. I'm curious if he's going to be there on Monday. We're supposed to do this show with Carissa Thompson, me and Sean Payton, on the on the uh, panel, and then um, uh, Glazer's going to be in Arizona when the teams arrive at the arena or wherever they show up, and it's like a whole to-do on Fox's show, like this arrival show. Yeah. Well, I don't know if Sean's going to be there. I had so many questions for him, and now he might be gone. <laughs> um, but if he's there, I'm going to wear him out for you and get all the info. Um, but I just think the biggest thing, like when you get a new coordinator, is like you, you got to like strip them down figure out, you know, from your perspective as a coordinator, what, what does this guy do well, right? And make sure we at least have those in the system. And then what can I teach him based on what he does well? Where can we go? What's the ceiling for us without overloading them and without, you know, you got to almost get to the bottom of, get to the truth of what happened the last couple of years. Where were you uncomfortable? Why did this happen? You have to go watch some of that tape together, in my opinion. And then, you know, Turn the page on that whole deal, and now it's we're moving forward. We're going to spend our couple days, couple weeks, whatever it takes for them to get to a starting point, and that's kind of like the 
the precursor, the, the prelude to this whole deal. And then it's full steam ahead. This is what we do. This is how we do it. Here's exactly what our progressions, reads, footwork are. You do that, I can set you up for success. And remember, both of these guys have been successful and have sustained success for a long period of time. So I think there's plenty of meat on the bone there. Um, and, you know, that kind of a new coach like that, I mean, it reinvigorates a locker room. They, they know where he's coming from. It's NFC championship appearances. It's playoff wins. It's a Super Bowl win with Drew Brees. A guy who's not the tallest guy in the world, I'm sure that has to make Russ feel pretty good. I mean, Drew Drew could sling it from the pocket, and, you know, he's bumping six feet. I know he's listed at six one, but he's, like, barely there, you know, and that guy was deadly from the pocket. So, Russ, has, that hasn't been Russ's strong suit, but Sean Payton's one of the best pocket-passing coordinators maybe of all time. I mean, this guy can dial him up, and it's the sequencing. It's protecting the quarterback from himself at times. And that's the job of a coordinator. So it's it will be interesting. And God, I hope he's on that show on Monday because I really want to talk to him. <laughs> um, I, I can ask this two different ways. Which quarterback has the most to gain in this Super Bowl Ooh. or which quarterback has the most to lose in this Super Bowl? I don't know if – because Mahomes has been so established already, I think this just reaffirms – who he is, his ability, what he does, his trajectory. I think for someone like Jalen Hurts, he's got a little more to gain because this is like puts him on that map. You know, it puts him on that pedestal of, hey, dude, I was counted out in college, lost my job, boom, went over. You know, Oklahoma, we know the story, kind of snubbed in the draft, felt like he should have been a first-round pick, wasn't. You know, am I a starter? Am I a backup? Am I a legitimate franchise quarterback? I think this knocks out a lot of doubt and then only raises the the bar for him. And now it becomes the expectation like, okay, it's no longer a question if you're a legitimate starter. It is, okay, now you're the guy. You got that Super Bowl in your back pocket. Let's see what you can do again. Can you be the Philly quarterback who wins multiple Super Bowls? And that would, then he's on in that, you know, trajectory and that that conversation of, being one of the best if they can duplicate this. But, um, God, some of the storylines between the Kelsey brothers and Andy Reid going back against his old squad. I mean, this is this is one of the, like, coolest Super Bowls I can think of, storyline-wise. This is, like, this is it. This is a really good one. And I guess the other thing I love about these two quarterbacks is the, the way the teams rally around them. You know, like, you see these guys doing the post-game interview – and guys go out of their way to make sure they, like, scream at the reporter, the poor reporter who's trying to get an answer after the game, and into the camera, like, this is our dog. This is our guy. We ride or die for this dude. No matter what, whatever direction he's going, I'm going right behind him. I'm getting in line and going right behind him because I know he's the man. And both quarterbacks have that. They They have it. They have whatever it is that you need to move these men into – the right formation direction get them to score get them fired up and rally and that is that is fun to watch it's it's really like a master class on on leadership and and being the man being the quarterback in all facets of your life finish this sentence if the Bengals and Joe Burrow had won that game oh, I was in some ways I was hoping for it for Joe if the Bengals and Joe Burrow had won that game 
they're in the Super Bowl. I don't know. I mean, I think. Uh, <laughs> but he he now you now easy? you're back to back to back Super Bowls. You've beaten Mahomes again. You beat him in Kansas City yeah. again. You know now you're moving into a different category if you're Joe Burrow. I think it would have. Yes, it would definitely would have put him in a different category because then you get the second appearance. But you know the biggest thing is like, and it's unfortunate the way things work out at times. But like. If you don't win the Super Bowl, you know, you're, it's it's not like you're unsuccessful. There's different levels to success. Like, you can argue what is success, what's not. You're already an NFL quarterback. Like, that's successful. Okay, fine. But if you're talking about the top of the top, it's like the same reason. And I omitted for no, you know, purposeful reason. But, you know, we didn't say Jim Kelly when we were talking about all those players. Yeah. And it's you go to all those Super Bowls and you lose, whatever the circumstances may be. He could have played his best in a game. He could have played his worst, whatever. they, Whatever, you lose. If Peyton Manning never won a Super Bowl, you sing a different tune about the guy. And it's unfortunate. So I think the biggest thing for him is not only getting back there, but, you know, overcoming that, you know, that, that thing. You know, Steve Young dealt with it for years because he backed up Montana and then he's got to win the Super Bowl. So when you do – it really establishes yourself, and then now you're duking it out with a bunch of different guys in gold jackets and, okay, who has more, who has more rings, this, that, <laughs> and the other. But that is, like, the top of the top. So uh, the the biggest thing, too, for a franchise like Cincinnati is shots on goal, like shots in the tournament. One, getting in the postseason. Two seasons in a row, they made deep runs. Now, is this who they are? If it is, they're going to they're gonna mess around and beat somebody, end up in the Super Bowl, and then you roll the dice. But that's that's essentially what it was for the Patriots for almost 20 years. We're in the tournament. We're, you know, the division's ours. We're in the tournament. Now let's see how far we can go. And some of that's circumstantial based on injuries and whatever. You play a team that's really hot. You run into a buzzsaw. What are you going to do? It happens. But you just want shots on goal. You want attempts. And I think the Bengals are on the right track. Did Rex Ryan ever tell the defense, do whatever it takes to take Brady out? Um, I'm sure. I mean, Rex is the kind of guy, like, I didn't sit in all the defensive meetings, but um, Rex is the kind of guy, just assume, like, fight you in the parking lot before the game kind of deal. And uh, whatever happens, like, that's just the way it's going to be. But he also came from a different pedigree of football. Like, his dad, you know, his dad's notorious for, you know, his players being out all night before the game and you know, do, do whatever they're doing during the week. And, dude, you show up at 1 o'clock on Sunday and win. I got no beef with you, dude. If you're here to do your job, I, I don't really care what you do. But he wouldn't put a now. bounty out on Brady, would he? No, 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 no. I, I never – no, I never heard that. Okay. No. Yeah, just curious. Could have said yes. definitely didn't want him in the game. Yeah, could have said yes. He definitely would would rather he wasn't playing. (laughs) Yes, that's true. (laughs) Whatever Uh, circumstances that may be. Exactly. Like, I'm not saying cheap shot him, but if he happened to not be in the game, that'd be great. You know? Yeah. Uh, You know, we knocked out Bledsoe, and look what happened. You know? Exactly. Wouldn't have done that. Changed history. Uh, Great to talk to you. Thank you for your insights, as always. Absolutely. Appreciate you guys. That's Mark Sanchez, Fox NFL analyst and, uh, of course, former quarterback. Seton from the road coming up next. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, there he is. He was in Des Moines last night. Uh, anybody want to take a guess where they think Seton is today? Paulie? After the slow start of yesterday, I'm going to say not only is he in Des Moines, it, it appears he might be in still at a pub from last night. Ooh, but I, I, I'm going to defer to the room. Okay. There's a poster of a woman behind him. Uh, Fritzy? He is in Ridgedale, Missouri. You want to clear your throat <clears> there? <throat> he is in Ridgedale, Missouri. Thank you. Thank you. Didn't know I was going to surprise you there. Marvin? Oh, he's in Des Moines. Des Moines? Still in Des Moines. All right. Uh, Seton, uh, specifically, where are you? Dan, not only am I still in Des Moines, I may never leave. Whoa. Uh, these are my people. This is my town. Oh. This, I believe I found home. Really? Uh, oh, my God. Phenomenal city. Absolutely oh. incredible. Uh, I, I did this for Todd for a little uh, morale boost. That's uh, Farrah Fawcett. Oh, that is fantastic. Okay. Spectacular. Right. Yeah. And then if we come up this way, uh, this sign right behind me says, Drink Like a Champion Today. Okay. That's always great. Supposed to, that, <laughs> I appreciate uh, that. Supposed to be the Notre Dame sign there, I think. Play, yeah. Play like yeah. A champion. We got Dan Gable, big in these parts. All right. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so this is a, a bar called uh, El Bait Shop. 
Okay. But it's actually it's one building with two bars. Uh, this place is phenomenal. It's got a ton of beers. Okay. Uh, when you this is a wall of wrestling pictures, which mm. is actually really cool. Mm-hmm. But then when you go over to this other bar, it's called the Highlight. This is kind of where all the magic happens, and this is where Paul, I think you would absolutely uh, love. Okay. He's right my daddy. <laughs> it's packed. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Any bar that's open at 9.45 Central Time. <laughs> Seton has some friends. I love it. Is this my town or what? Yeah, I can hear it in your voice. <laughs> Sound like you lost your voice last night. Well, it was a hell of a game last night that went to double overtime. Uh, Drake beating uh, Northern Iowa. And, uh, yeah, the party just kept on rolling. So why not? Uh, now, you do have to leave Des Moines at some point. And, and you're forcing me to. The van has to get to Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. Dang, it's a van. Yeah. Uh, where are we headed today? Today we're headed to uh, some combination of Lincoln, Omaha, Kansas City, uh, Oklahoma City. Oh. Okay. Not necessarily. I don't know how long we're stopping in each of those towns, um, but we're gonna we're gonna at least try to. Does Warren Buffett know you're coming into town in Omaha? I haven't, I haven't hit up Uncle Warren just yet, but uh, it'd be nice. It'd be nice because you could do your impersonation of Warren Buffett to Warren Buffett. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, is it too early for you to do it today? <laughs> All right, I know, I know, Lincoln, Nebraska is big on your list. I just hope the weather is going to cooperate there, and that you and the French kid are going to end up in Arizona by Saturday or Sunday, right? Yes, uh, yes, that is the plan. That is the plan. We should be there. Uh, I'm assuming we'll get out of here uh, in one piece. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll talk to you later. Tell uh, everybody in Desmone we love them. Hey guys, say goodbye to Dan. <laughs> Thank you guys. All right. <laughs> okay. A lot of people there with Seton O'Connor, all of his friends in the morning. Yeah, Pauline. I, I really want to know if those 200 people at the bar at 9.45 a.m. locally were just there to see Seton, or is the bar often open at that time? That's great. I, I, think, the, I think Des Moines came out <laughs> to see Seton O'Connor. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This League Uncut, the new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes and me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. 
if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The movie is called 80 for Brady. Sally Field, Rita Moreno, Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin. True story, based on a true story about uh, four women in their 80s who go cross-country to uh, watch the Super Bowl with Tom Brady. And, of course, uh, Brady makes a cameo appearance there. Gronk is in there. Uh, Danny Amendola, Julian Edelman. And uh, uh, Sally Field, of course, a uh, two-time Academy Award winner. And I had a chance to talk to her yesterday about the movie. And uh, I asked her how familiar she was with Tom Brady's accomplishments when she started the movie. Uh, Pretty pretty aware of them. I I, I can't say I'd seen every single solitary game, but I I raised three sons, so... um, Football has always been in my life, and I then it then it became when they left and all grew up. I kind of stuck with me as what I what I do. So I was very aware of his astonishing achievements. Yeah. How does the script get to you, and then what's your reaction? Well, it got to me from my friend Jane Fonda. She and I had been trying to work together uh, many many times over the years and it just was never a story that quite you know blew my skirts up as they say um and i like this one a lot because it's about older women and sports it isn't about older women looking for uh, a new husband or what about their kids or you know getting their marriages to work better or um it really is about friendship and how much these women love sports. And I'm an older woman, and I love sports. Well, I wondered if it was more of a sports movie or was it more of a girls' road trip movie? It's kind of both, but I wouldn't call it a normal sort of girls' road trip movie. It's very fanciful. It has a kind of uh, a superhero kind of feel to it at, in places. Um, it's... 
you know, and in a lot of in the in the whole you know big theme of things, it's kind of about the the magic of of, of sports and uh, caring about something like that when you can get so involved in it, it takes you outside of your own problems, you know, into the onto the football field. Your reaction when you woke up to the news that Tom Brady was retiring was what? I had many feelings. Uh, first of all. I think I feel glad because I watched him all this season and I and sometimes he was Tom again and you know you just were shaking your head like how is that possible and then also I don't want him to get hurt you know I feel like <laughs> I feel like you know wait a minute it's my boy um I don't I just didn't want him to get crushed and crumbled into a bazillion pieces not that he would because lord knows he has been run down by those big huge 300 pound guys before um i just didn't want to see him get hurt at this point um and that's one and two i i wanted him to go out in the way that he wanted to go out and i know that that doesn't always happen um you you don't always get to paint the picture you want to see but sometimes the picture you're handed is a better picture it just takes a little while to stand back and go oh i see that's even better than i could have conceived of and um and and third uh, you know it kind of you know in a little bit of a way uh I wonder how it affects the movie, um, and that's like way down on my chart of things. Um, he was there uh, with us last night on the on the red carpet, and he, he just looked like he was enjoying how much everybody loves him. You know, they so appreciate this man's extraordinary accomplishments, and excellence is excellence over any spectrum. But were you, were the women more nervous meeting him or was he more nervous trying to be an actor and, uh, you know, keeping up with you guys? Um, you know, I really can't answer for him. I think um, some of the ladies were saying they were very nervous meeting him. I, I wasn't. I was the one that went out. I stood in the street <laughs> as their cars were driving up, all four of them, Gronk and Danny and, and um um, all four, I can't even remember who was the fourth one, but, um, and I, because I knew that they were walking in, uh, onto our arena. And I know that if I were walking onto their arena, I would, I would be a wreck. I would, somebody would have had to give me a stiff drink or something. <laughs> and so I stood out there and waited for them all to come. And we were, the, all the motorhomes were in a little bit of a, a camp, a little bit of a compound circle thing. And I, you know, welcomed him and said, could I get you a cup of coffee? And here's where I am. This is where you guys are. And, and I'm so glad you're here. And let's take, you know, and they want let's take pictures. And I was glad I did that. So I certainly wasn't nervous um, at all. Um, and I don't know what they were feeling. I, I think they were excited. They sure as heck didn't look nervous. Not not for one moment, um, not for one second did Tom look nervous doing his scenes or being with all of us. Um, and I have a little scene with Danny, and he, he didn't seem it at all. But you know what? Being on the field, doing what they do is certainly very different than acting. I mean, we get take two, and they don't. <laughs> but if you're on stage on yeah. and Broadway, you don't get take two either. And you, start, as an actor, you learn where to put that 
the enormous amount of adrenaline that's shooting through your body. Uh, if they would take my blood pressure right before opening night, I'm sure I would be hospitalized uh, because it's off the charts. And you learn how to um, maneuver through that kind of uh, of what your body does when it's saying, you know, alert, alert, dive, dive, aluga, <laughs> you know, harm is coming at you. <laughs> but I, I think that, that they know how to do that. I think they know where to put that kind of um, stress. Yeah, they can compartmentalize. So Danny Amendola, Julian Edelman, Rob Gronkowski, we're talking yeah, to Sally. Julian. Oh, God, that was the one. I loved him. It was All of a sudden, Julian's name went out of my head. Julian, yeah, and Danny and uh, Gronk. And, uh, you know, I sat and eavesdropped on their conversation at lunch. I sat, or sat on the edge. They, we had a little umbrella umbrella table that they sat at and I was sort of sitting on the edge I had my little dog I was walking around and it was great because they were reminiscing this game that they all played in that we that the whole film was sort of built around this Super Bowl and you know if to me that was like listening to you know Catherine Hepburn talking to Betty Davis you know about what about that night that we it was so fun and amazing to hear these extraordinary athletes talking about that one time and those things and you're laughing and and tom trying to talk danny into coming back and uh, you know uh, uh, that would you do that too sally if you got together with tom hanks would you talk about forrest gump or would you yes Okay. Yes. Yeah, you'd absolutely. reminisce. Yeah. And, and we, uh, we, we would do that, especially because there's enough time since Forrest that we would talk. You remember that time when I saw you at the coffee shop and you were with, and we went and then, you know, uh, yes. And that's what I mean. It was like eavesdropping on something that seemed so, um, not really run of the mill because it was a special game, but. You know, they've they've put that in their whole long list of achievements. Uh, it would be like us talking about, you know, Tom and I talking about the two films that we had done together. Remember the first time we met? Remember that thing? Um, and if they were listening, they would think, wow. Um, but as I listened to them, I realized they were just, it was, you know, just another thing in a, in a way. Did uh, I, I heard Jane Fonda flirted a little bit. Oh, Jane Vaughn is always flirting. <laughs> <laughs> but not you. No, I uh, no, not me. I'm not. I'm just really sort of not that kind of a flirt. I mean, I probably flirt without knowing I'm flirting. Um, I mean, maybe someone could say because I was out there welcoming, offering them a cup of coffee, they could have said that was flirting. <laughs> it didn't feel like flirting. I actually, uh, honestly, I, I added this to my character because she says this. I, I really don't know what is flirting. I'm really not sure what it is uh, because I kind of got, you know, ripped off the streets from my high school practically and thrown into, um, you know, being a celebrity that I really, I don't know that I really know what flirting is. What do people say to you on the street? What do they bring up? Movie role or a line from a movie? Is there one in particular? No, there's not really one in particular. Over the years, or especially recently, um, I, I just sort of shake my head of all the people who mention the flying nun. And I think, how do you even know about it? I mean, the people that are saying that are like in their you know early 30s. I think, well, how, well, 
Oh, wow. That was in 1967. How can you even know that that existed? So I don't know. Somebody said, well, it's on these various, you know, places, you know, where they show old television stuff. I I have no idea. Uh, But then a lot of people say other things, you know, notice something more recent or, you know, or forest or Mrs. Doubtfire or Steel Magnolias gets mentioned a lot with, you know, drink your juice, Shelby. Uh, I didn't know what love was back in the mid-60s, but I had a, I had a crush on you as, as uh, the flying <laughs> nun. So you, you might, I think Julie Andrews was my first crush, Sally, but you might have okay. been second. You might have been second. I think, uh, I think the sound of music, uh, she, she got me there. I was young, but. Yeah, uh, she got me there, too. But I was available. I, she just, she didn't know that. Uh, I guess with Tom now retired, uh, is there a sequel? Oh, gosh, I don't know. If there is, they better hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it's great to talk to you. Congratulations on this. And uh, Thank you. I know the timing, you didn't plan on it, but, you know, with Tom retiring and now this movie coming out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hopefully uh, you'll, get, you'll get a lot of great responses from it. But thank you again for, uh, for joining us. Sure. Thank you for having me. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.